Today I want to talk about Stephen Wilson and his epic Hand Cannot Erase 2015 album, and the first track in particular, First Regret Slash Three Years Older. So the track starts out appropriately enough with some rain. Stephen Wilson is no stranger to the melancholy. He likes to create these sort of dark and sad atmospheres, and this is no exception. Uh, so we have some rain and some children kind of playing in the distance and kind of creating this atmosphere. Uh, and we hear this kind of low organ slash synthesizer of some sort grumbling as distorted sound coming and swelling up into this kind of a interesting ping-ponging tempo, a pulse if you will, that's going left to right in your ears while a piano then starts the main intro melody. Right away, you'll notice this is a 12-minute-plus song, so this is not a song where Stephen's going to be in a hurry to get to anything in particular. He's very heavily influenced by Pink Floyd in a good way, and so he takes his time with this intro and kind of builds this beautiful atmosphere going on, starting with that beautiful piano melody. And then when he transitions into that couple of chords and you start hearing the pulse growing deeper, kind of bass pulse happening, you get a really cool transition into the next bit of the music. And again, the sign of a really great composer, someone who knows how to take his time and let the atmosphere build and not worry about having a radio hit and getting to the chase, so to speak. He's, he's taking his time with this. He's got patience and he's assuming you do as well. And already two minutes in, and we've got two different parts that we've already played, and now we're transitioning into a Mellotron part, which also has a really beautiful kind of melody, which the chord structure here will be echoed later, but he's, he's introducing it here on a Mellotron, and it's a really cool instrumental choice. Stephen is very fond of bringing these sounds from the 70s, but bringing them into a modern context, and this album is very modern sounding, but at the same time is, is paying homage to all these incredible instruments of the past, particularly he makes incredible use of the Mellotron throughout a lot of his work, and in this case, I think it really shines. And then next, right after the Mellotron, we end up with our main kind of guitar riff and the introduction to this kind of musical timing that's going on throughout the song. He's making a really interesting use of time signatures here, and it's not particularly complicated. Uh, and in fact, if you were to just play a straight drum beat through it, you could play 4-4 four, four over it. Uh, but what he's doing here is he's doing a measure of 7 followed by a measure of 9. So if you count 7 eighth notes followed by 9, uh, that would equal a total of, of 16, right, which would give you a, a full measure of four, but the emphasis here, the subdivisions are definitely coming down to seven to nine, which is kind of giving you a short piece followed by a long piece, and then it just keeps repeating that in a loop over and over again. And this is utilized throughout the song in a couple of different ways, but it's a 
pretty interesting pattern. And the way Marco Miniman comes in here with the drums and uh, the bass, which is actually also played by Steve Wilson here, he's playing a lot of the instruments himself on this particular track. This is a solo album after all, but he does bring in other musicians, but particularly on this track, he played the bass himself. And the way they come in, it's so tight and so fast and just right into the groove there immediately. And I just love the way they're playing together there with the guitar riff. It's so tight and so locked in. It creates this incredible drive that's going on, even though the timing is a little bit syncopated. And the turnaround to get around to a repeat does go into seven, just a straight up seven, eight time for a short while. Uh, he does this kind of interesting couple of chords, turn around, then repeats the part. It, with that, then he gets the main melody again coming across, but in this new kind of time format. And then one of my favorite parts of the song, the breakdown, we get just the guitar strum with all the drums and everything cuts out. And we're into yet another part in this song. This is maybe the third or fourth part we've already had without any kind of really uh, repetition in the song. Uh, he's introducing all of these different themes in succession. So the structure of the song is definitely not your typical ABAB kind of structure. And he starts this guitar strumming thing. And immediately after that, when the drums kick back in, we get this really cool bass feature where he plays kind of a melody bass line over what's going on in the drums and, and guitars. And it's, it's just fabulous to listen to. At the end of that section is a really cool thing that Marco Miniman does on the drums. Now, Marco is one of my favorite drummers probably of all time, and I love his work he's done with Stephen Wilson. But he, he turns this around. It's really kind of a fast-driving pace, and then they cut it down into a slower four tempo. And Marco Miniman introduces these kind of triplets just before the guitar starts playing this triplet pattern to resolve the end of the section. Uh, he kind of hints at it with the drums a few seconds before on the toms. And it's just a, the mark of someone who really understands rhythmically how to transition uh, between two different tempo feels. And he does it so remarkably well and so subtly that you don't even know what's going on per se. But it's a major shift there in the, in the way the feel, the time goes to go into that kind of a triplety feel. And to have the drums kind of foreshadow that was really a smart move on his part and just amazing. And then, of course, we get a great guitar solo. Again, we're getting into guitar solo before we even get into any of the main vocal parts of this song. But we, we get the guitar solo by Guthrie Govan, which is just so tasty and, and beautifully played. It's knots over wrought. It's not super fancy or anything super fast. Uh, but it's just a beautiful little melodic solo that we get going on over this part.
At this point, once the guitar solo by Guthrie Govan is over, at this point, I'm assuming this is the end of First Regret, right? So this is kind of a two-part song, if you will. It's, and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit by, uh, by doing it both uh, in this track, but it really is one track. It's considered one track. But First Regret is sort of the instrumental introduction to this song. It ends here with a guitar solo. And as that solo fades out into this kind of slow uh, acoustic strum, we are transitioning into the, the main vocal part of the song, which is called Three Years Older. And it's worth pointing out here at this point that this entire album by Stephen Wilson, it is a concept album, and it came out in 2015, and it was inspired, the story of, of the album is inspired by the life of this woman named Joyce Carol Vincent. Joyce Carol Vincent lived in Hammersmith in, in London, and Stephen Wilson had read about her story and, and didn't base the album on her directly, but was just inspired by the story and thought it was interesting enough that he created his own character that kind of lived a similar life. And what was fascinating about Joyce Vincent is that she was a person who, by all accounts, you know, had friends and was, you know, a well-known person around her area and had a family and all that typical stuff of a young person. But then she basically became estranged from her family in her final years, in the last couple of years of her young life, and basically disappeared. We don't really have... A, too many details about her life, except that uh, she went. She got into a bad relationship of some sort. Then basically, uh, she she broke off that, and she broke off ties to pretty much everyone, and basically just disappeared. And three years went by, uh, <laughs> and she had actually passed away, and no one noticed. And it's one of those incredible stories you hear. And you and Stephen Wilson heard the story and just thought, like, okay, well, you hear about someone who dies and no one notices for three years, and you think maybe this is some ninety-year-old person whose all their friends and family had died, but this was by all accounts, a person who had, uh, she was very young and actually had friends and connections and uh, had broken herself from all those connections. And it just kind of made him think like, what would drive a person to do that? And how is it even possible that someone could die and no one would notice? Just so much so that they find her body three years later and it's so decomposed in her apartment that they had to <laughs> identify her by dental records. It's a fascinating story. And so Stephen Wilson wrote this entire album around that. And so his lyrics for this particular track are kind of introducing this, this idea, this notion of this young person who uh, had a life that was, in all appearances, uh, pretty straightforward and normal. And uh, as she grew older, she sort of broke apart uh, from her connections with people. It's, it's kind of a sad story, obviously, which is very typical for Stephen Wilson, but also very interesting as well. It makes for a very interesting subject matter for, for his album. And the verses of this song are pretty interesting. They're mostly in seven and then also switching over into four four for the latter halves of the verses. And it's it's very pretty melody and his lyrical content again establishing this young woman who is now becoming lost as she gets older and disconnected from other people. And so he kind of draws in with this kind of seven eight strum, uh, which then folds into four four and then in the choruses they're all in straight four as well. And that first chorus is kind of a half chorus. He doesn't go too far with it. He just does two lines of it and then rips right back into a second verse right away. I will love you more than I'll ever show There was a time when someone seemed to care A tourist in your bed you left 
In the second verse, we get some nice piano fills. There's a lot of beautiful playing going on around this track. Uh, he actually enlisted Dave Gregory to play some guitar parts on this as well. And in the second half of the second verse, there's definitely some guitar work there that I, I can't be sure is David Gregory in that particular case because uh, Guthrie Govan also played on this track. But I do believe in that it's in the style of David Gregory. David Gregory, of course, of, of Ecstasy fame and also a member of Big Big Train, one of my favorite bands, which I've talked about before on this show. But his playing there, whoever played that part in the uh, second verse, it's just beautiful guitar licks going on over the melody. And then right after that second chorus, we end up coming back to the fast beat drum part with that 7-8-9-8 piece that comes in. And it's really cool. It's, it's aggressive, coming from a very slow, mellow breakdown to drop into this pretty fast, aggressive piece again. And again, we get a great guitar solo coming in here. And at this time, I'm pretty sure it's Dave Gregory playing the guitar throughout this solo, and it's really tasty and well-played. Then after that guitar solo, we break down again slightly, again with, with a drum beat, but it's in four, and we get a piano solo, which is beautifully played as well. Pianos on this track, of course, being done by Adam Holzman. cool thing about the piano solo that I really love, uh, two things actually. The first is that he kind of gets into that uh, triplet kind of a rhythmic pattern at one point, echoing what Marco Miniman had done earlier. And Marco Miniman's playing under the solo is also remarkable. I mean, he's just a fabulous drummer. He really knows how to play tastefully and give rhythmic ideas to a soloist without overshadowing that person or doing harm to the solo by taking too much attention for himself. He just plays really cool atmospheric rhythmic pieces, which is important to a, a drummer, and particularly in a jazz kind of context. This would be much more common than you'd hear in rock drumming. Uh, but Marco Miniman has that feel. He understands how to play, how to support a solo very well, and he does it great here. And the bridge section here with the vocals are very strong, lots of harmonies going on here. And again, Dave Gregory playing some incredible guitar parts here that are, remind me very much of Yes, with a, kind of a Steve Howe kind of a feel, the way he's approaching his guitar part here. His sound is kind of similar in that clean, slightly distorted kind of tone. And he's just playing really nice kind of slide up supporting chords underneath what's going on with the melody. And it's this really cool bridge part that I love. And it comes right back into a chorus afterward, brought up with a full band this time rather than earlier when we we just had this, the choruses without drums, and so we get the full embodiment of the of the chorus here. Then again, we pop into this uh, 7898 piece, and, but only for two measures, and then we cut back down. And this song is constantly bringing us up in feel and then coming back down and going up and coming back down. And he's never afraid, again, to, to be patient with us and give the song time to breathe. The structure of this song is so interesting. And the way he's, he's delivering that constant pulse change from really strong upbeats to bringing it back down, it's never too much. It's never to the point where you think, well, let's just keep driving, right? Uh, he never gives you too much. It's always right at the moment when you're at your kind of climax, he kind of cuts it back down into a really bare, essential, slow part. And it works so well and so effectively in this song. 
And at this point, the song is basically over from a vocal standpoint, and we're just getting into this sort of third portion of the song, a last kind of instrumental shift that's going to be uh, faded in, starting with this slow kind of piano bit and, and guitar strum, but then transitioning into a much more aggressive ending. I love the way the bass melody comes back as Stephen Wilson plays some nice, tasty bass tones over the piano part here. That gives us another hint, again, a, a remembrance of that bass melody from earlier, but it's a different part, but it's kind of nice to hear the bass get featured here in, again in the second part of the song. And then, of course, the aggression comes back in full force, and uh, this time with a, a killer organ solo uh, coming through, again, by Adam Holzman playing the organs here in this part, just a dirty B3 Hammond kind of sound that just is so perfect for, for playing over this part. Uh, it's just a really cool way to uh, to drive the tempo back and get us back into a really aggressive thunderous uh, ending for this song and then after the keyboard solo we get this return to this pulsating beat and it's in a straight 4-4 but it's playing the melody that had previously been uh, the 7 over 9 kind of bit uh, and that's a, again a cool interesting shift here that we get this slower paced version of our main melody in a straight up 4-4 time signature which again is just another creative choice that I thought was very interesting And it demonstrates that the same melody would work over 4-4 as well as the 7 and 9 because, again, it all adds up to 16 beats anyway at the end of the day. Uh, so after we do that pulse, and we can we can turn it back into the main groove with Marco Miniman just going wild uh, and playing his parts as, as insane as he has in that full aggressiveness. If you listen carefully, even when he comes back in with that aggressive and obvious 7 to 9 kind of syncopation, we end up with the same 4-4 pulse going on in the keyboards underneath. It's still playing underneath it, and so you can hear that it, the timing still works out over the two it's a, it's a very kind of a yes move in a lot of ways and i know stephen wilson is a huge yes fan but it's it's very much like them to do these kind of polyrhythmic things where they're playing two different time signatures on top of each other And of course, the end of song, we end up with this bass melody again with this, the strumming parts over the seven time. And it's just fun to hear that part get reprised in there again and have the bass kind of featured out front at the end and a breakdown that comes down with the same kind of triplet pattern and guitar strums. And we end in this really beautiful kind of major chord to end the tune. And it's, uh, it's just a great resolution to, uh, in a very satisfying way to end a, a long epic piece like this. And there you have it, one great, incredible start to what I think is uh, by far Stephen Wilson's best work to date. Uh, he's made a lot of great solo albums over the years. Obviously, his work with Porcupine Tree was amazing, and everything he does is great. But this particular album uh, is just, I still think, his masterpiece uh, so far, anyway, that he's done. And just this introduction to it, this first 12-minute epic, the way he begins this piece off, is such a great start. It's such a well-written, well-constructed song in the traditional kind of prog rock 
genre, but at the same time, it defies all that. It has melody. It has things that are worth singing and humming. It's not overly complicated. No one in the song is trying to show off in any way, shape, or form. It's just all really well, tightly written and performed. Uh, Marco Miniman's drumming is insane, but at the same time, just tasteful in every way. And his, his sense of dynamics and his rhythmic choices are just smart and dead on. Uh, Stephen Molson's bass playing is great in this. The guitar playing going on between Dave Gregory and uh, Guthrie Govan. Uh, all the vocals parts. I know Nick Beggs, his usual uh, bass player, does a lot of the background vocals on this track. It's just really well performed all the way through. You can tell by the, just listening to this this tune that you know you're off to a great start to an album that's not going to disappoint. So if you like this track, if you're listening to it and you think, wow, this is pretty cool stuff, you're, you're unfamiliar with Stephen Wilson, this is a great place to start. Just listen to this album. Uh, just go through the whole album after you listen to this song. I guarantee you're going to love the rest of it as well. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Listen. Subscribe to the show via Apple's iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. iTunes ratings are always helpful too, so I'd appreciate it if you'd share the show with your friends. Apple Music and Spotify links to today's track can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash theweeklylisten and become a patron. Your support will go a long way to helping me keep the show going. Speaking of support, I want to give a shout out to my executive producers on this episode, Alec and Kevin. Thank you. You helped make this show possible. If you want to learn more about how you could become an executive producer on the show, go to patreon.com slash the weekly listen. If you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to chat with fellow listeners about the music, you can reach out on micro.blog at the weekly listen. I encourage everyone to join the conversation. Thanks. And we'll be back next week with more music. Music.